Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hey, real quick. This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Plus, auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Quote now at Progressive.com to see if you could save. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates, national average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. Hello and welcome to the new Mindset Who Dis podcast. My name is Case Kenny at Case.Kenny on Instagram, and this is my weekly podcast where I create short, no BS episodes dedicated to helping you become the person you're meant to be, leave your comfort zone, and live a purposeful and fulfilling life. Let's go. Welcome to episode 536. Hello, my friend. Welcome to a fresh new episode of New Mindset Who Dis. As always, thank you so much for listening. Thank you for supporting me. And today, I want to talk about how to react to people who hurt you in life, who overlook you, who misjudge you, who talk shit about you behind your back, who don't give you the time of day. I want to help us take back our power in the face of those very, very normal human experiences because truly those are normal experiences it's normal in a world where you have people just bouncing around in their own little worlds their own little bubbles with their own world views and their own insecurities and doubts and motivations yeah it's normal at some point you're going to bump into people who don't align and voila in some way they hurt you they hurt your feelings they betray you they lie to you they overlook you whatever it is and in those instances, you can do one of two things. You can make it about you, oh, something is wrong with me, or you can make it about them, something is wrong with them. And the difference between those two mindsets really is the difference between internalizing the inevitable pain caused by freedom of human choice or simply allowing it to bounce off of you. It's the difference between making it about you or making it about them. And so I just want to put a fine point on this because this idea of restraint, of, of pause, of calm in the face of people hurting you, it is the definition of power. It really is. It is power. Restraint is power to not allow other people's imperfect actions, to not allow other people's self-centeredness, their selfish priorities, their, their own projections, to not allow those things to become internalized by you, the, per, the person on the receiving end of them, that is power. To not blame yourself for their behavior, that is power. But it starts with restraint. And we have to practice restraint. So to start, I was thinking about, you know, why we allow other people to hurt us. And instead of, you know, observing it and making it about them 
and simply being like, wow, that was rude. I can't someone, I can't believe someone would be that rude or that selfish or that mean. I can't believe someone would do that to another human, whatever it is. Why do we, in the face of those objective experiences, why do we make it about ourselves? Why do we turn to other, oh, it must be about me. I deserve that in some way. There must be something wrong with me. There must be something wrong with me. What an outlandishly <laughs> illogical thing to do, but we do it not because we're dumb, but because we're human. Why do we do that instead of making it about them? They're wrong. That's on them. It's an interesting question because in other areas of life, we don't really do this. Like for instance, I was thinking about kind of what idioms that, you know, the, <laughs> the internet we've rallied around, right? We've rallied around the idea that when it comes to meeting new people, you know, maybe for the first time meeting people, we've all rallied around the empowering idea that we're no longer wondering, we're no longer obsessing, we're no longer anxious about whether someone will like us because now instead in this era, the era we're in, we're more focused on whether we'll like them or not. And that is how we've decided we'll take our power back instead of being anxious, right? It's like the rallying cry online, which I fully support, by the way. It's not about if they like me, it's about if I like them, right? That's power. It's not about if they like me, it's about if I like them. We've rallied around this. We've stopped putting so much weight on their opinion, who they are, what they think of us, and this is great. We've practiced restraint there. That's restraint from doing what we normally do, obsessing over how someone perceives us, and practicing power and saying, no, it's about how I perceive them. And this is great. It helps keep our power. It helps us not fall into anxious thoughts and what ifs and fear of judgment. Great. Check. That is awareness and restraint. But then <laughs> phase two, once we're kind of vibing with someone and we've gotten past that introductory point, be it with friends or coworkers or romantic partners, once we're in and then life does its thing and they hurt us in some way, we kind of mentally short circuit. We react without thinking. We react without restraint. Instead of keeping with the restrained objective thinking, the non-emotion, we go straight to, they hurt me for a reason. There must be something wrong with me. Instead of the objective, they did something messed up. There must be something wrong with them, with them right? Instead of adopting the empowering, it's not about whether they like me, it's about whether I like them, on the flip side, we go to the, when someone hurts me or treats me poorly, it's because there's something wrong with me. And we do this time and time again, time and time again, in the face of poor behavior, in the face of, you know, when someone lies to us or is dishonest or is disloyal or says something hurtful or ignores us, whatever it is, any action that causes us pain. When that happens, we do this thing where we think there's something wrong with us instead of the more simple, simple the more restrained answer, which is there's something wrong with them. And maybe wrong's not even the, the right word, ironic wording there. It doesn't have to be a matter of right and wrong. It could simply be a matter of action, intentional or not. Instead of there's something wrong with me, it's simply that is on them. That is their action. That is their responsibility. Whatever caused it, whether it was randomness or intention or motivation or just the world happening, it's on them, not me. And I just wanted to do a quick episode to put this idea, it's a mantra, I guess, in your back pocket so that the next time you're faced with someone else's poor behavior, you make it about them, not you. Poor behavior means there's something wrong with them, not you. Their poor behavior means there's something wrong with them, not you. That is the mantra of sorts. And we can replace the word wrong with anything we want here because poor behavior isn't always intentional. 
right? It's not always some planned attack on you, but it's still controllable. When someone hurts you, it's still them having a choice, right and wrong, kind and unkind, dishonest and honest. And when the hurtful option is chosen, it's not about you deserving it. It's not about you always being hurt by everyone in your life. It's not about you. Oh, I can never find someone who is right for me. It's not about you. It's about them. It's about the choice they made. It's not about you. It's about them. And we have to learn to make it about them. But there's a point here. We're not blaming them in a big way. We're not plotting revenge. We don't have to go to a place of anger or revenge. That takes our power away because it's making it their prerogative. We have to realize that when someone treats you poorly, it's not about you. That is the decision we're making. We're not focusing on them. We're simply saying it's not about us. It's not about us. It's not about any insecurity we want to label as the why behind the pain. We're just, we're simply saying it's not about us. And this is obviously easier said than done, of course, but I think the key to being able to do this is to be able to define what poor behavior is beforehand. And then when you get out and you spot it in the wild, when you're on the receiving end of it, you've already made up your mind of what it means and what it doesn't mean. Like sometimes I think mindfulness is really about like preparation. It's about prep work in your head that you've already done. Knowing that if someone does X, it means Y. Or at a minimum, when someone does X, it does not mean Y about you. Mindfulness is knowing what poor behavior looks like, having thought through what it means, and doing that in a calm, egoless environment, without emotion, with restraint. Making that decision and then being armed by it and empowered by it so that when you're out living and loving and you're faced with poor behavior, you can say, I know what this means. And it's not about me. It's about them. Hey, real quick, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. And you know, if you're like me, you're always wishing for more time in life, right? Like, I wish I had more time. I wish I had more time to do blank. I wish, I wish, I wish. And as much as practically having a couple more hours in a day would be cool, a bit more time to do what we love instead of jobs and responsibilities, it begs the question, what would we do with that time? Not just wishful, I want more time, but for what? What would I do with that time? What really matters to me? What brings me joy? What enhances my life instead of just filling time and space with? Well, to answer that question, I think therapy can help. Therapy can help you find what matters so you can do more of it. And if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapist at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash New Mindset today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash New Mindset. Hey, real quick, this episode is sponsored by Hero Bread. And something I'm into lately, as simple as it sounds, is toast. A nice toasted piece of bread, so simple, maybe some butter, maybe some jam, but just toast. It's the best. But as someone who is making an effort to invest in my health and fitness and diet, the carb fear is real. And the result is I don't get to enjoy a nice piece of toast as often or as guilt-free as I'd like. So I'm definitely grateful for Hero Bread. Their bread options have zero to one grams of net carbs, zero grams sugar, and it's high in fiber. It's got the same soft, fluffy experience you love when enjoying a BLT or a burrito or a burger or toast. And they were kind enough to send me some loaves, and I can attest to it being the same experience I crave, but now guilt-free. 
They also sent me some tortillas, which are great. They have bread loaves, buns, biscuits, tortillas, anything to match your bread cravings. So don't give up on being a breadhead. Hero Bread is offering 10% off your order. Go to hero.co and use code newmindset at checkout. That's newmindset at h-e-r-o dot c-o. Like, for instance, I was considering doing an episode on the topic of why do people lie? Why do people say one thing and do another? Or why do people just straight up not tell the truth? Why do people do this? And I was thinking, well, in the instance of someone lying, it's usually about control, right? When someone lies, they're like, somehow they're a, they're a fish out of water and they desperately want to get back into the water in a habitat where they're comfortable and where they control everything. And so people lie to make it about them. They lie because it's about their control. People lie as a means to gain or regain control. They lie to control how you see them. They lie to tip the power scales back to them, to project a certain version of themselves, to ensure they're seen in a, in a certain light. It's about their image. It's about their brand. It's about controlling it, right? And I think we can get on board with that. That's a very simple way to look at lying. I'm sure it's not that simple, but sure, it's about control. We can agree with that. And we can say, okay, well, obviously, <laughs> when that's the case, it's about them. It's not about me. I didn't deserve that. That was about them exerting manipulation to be in control. Poor behavior one, lying. And we can go down a list of any other behavior that we deem to be wrong or hurtful. And we can apply an honest, objective lens to it and realize that in most cases, whether it was intentional or not, or maybe it was you know someone being a victim of a victim or conditioned to be selfish, whatever it is, in most cases, it's about them, not you. It's about their need to be in control. It's about their need to protect themselves. It's about their need to assert influence over how they're seen or what they want to feel or what they want to do. Poor behavior. So really, I'd encourage you to, to make this idea of poor behavior defined in your life, to realize that when you see it out in the wild, you'll realize, yeah, that's about them. It's not about me because I've already thought about this. So we have to be able to define poor behavior. We have to do the mental prep work to think this through mindfully in order to take that power back. So define poor behavior, what it is, what it looks like. You can make a list if you want. The, the behavior that hurts you, that leaves you frustrated and tempted to blame yourself. Everything from lying or cheating or backstabbing or overstepping boundaries or manipulation or lack of empathy or bullying or breaking promises or jealousy or controlling behavior or gaslighting. We can go on and on, unfortunately. The world has enough poor behavior that I'm, I'm sure we can. But I say define what poor behavior looks like. And then, like we just did with lying, specifically, Define for yourself just real quick why it's about them, why it's about their need for control, their need to fulfill their desires, their need to, to listen to their comfort or their familiarity and to choose that over kindness. We could do this for each one, each one of these behaviors. And then when we do that, we empower ourselves to not blame ourselves for their poor behavior because we've already broken it down. Like take a gaslighting, for example, that's about them not wanting to take responsibility for how they feel. It's about them wanting to manipulate you, to control you, to keep their narrative going, control. Same for someone who like oversteps boundaries, right? Poor behavior. Overstepping boundaries really just reveals their lack of respect, their lack of understanding for your personal limits and your comfort zone. 
This, this is their disregard that stems from their desire to be in control, fulfill their needs to exert control. You know, when someone oversteps your boundaries, it's indicative of their lack of empathy, their lack of awareness. It's not on you. It's not on the person setting the boundaries. So again, not your fault. Don't blame yourself. And it'd be the same for ghosting, another poor behavior. The, the act of suddenly ending all communication without explanation, just dipping, just leaving. Well, that showcases their inability to communicate their true feelings, their honest decisions. This behavior reflects their insecurities, their emotional immaturity, rather than any shortcoming you might perceive is yours and the reason that they ghosted you. When someone chooses to ghost, it's a testament to their issues, not yours. And again, it's on them, not you, and their wrongness, right? Not your wrongness. And we can go down the line for each behavior, but prep work like that in moments of calm, it's empowering. It's empowering, right? This is how in the real world, when we're out living, we can see their poor behavior for what it is. And that's about them, not you. Poor behavior means there's something wrong with them, not you. Obviously oversimplified, but we have to understand objectively where the behavior is coming from and what it means instead of snap reactive saying it's about me, there's something wrong with me. So again, just the idea of restraint, but that's it. I'll end it right here. I hope this episode was helpful. It's about them, not you. We're not blaming. We're not shaming necessarily. We're not giving them more energy. We're not plotting revenge narratives or going nuts with this. We're simply drawing a line between their behavior in our sense of worth. We're not letting the former deteriorate the latter. We're not allowing their poor behavior to become about us. And when we see this, we make this distinction, I hope in a small way, it becomes bigger and bigger and more clear. And when that's the case, you can stop blaming yourself when other people are wrong, when other people hurt you. So that's it. I'll end it here. I hope this was helpful. If it was, I'd be so grateful if you'd share the podcast with a friend. I do episodes every Monday and every Thursday. It'd mean a lot if you'd share the podcast. But that is it. As always, thank you so much for listening. Thank you for supporting me. And until next episode, I'm out. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hey, it's me, your barista. You know how you come in almost every day for our cold foam coffee? Well, now there's an easy way to foam at home with new International Delight Cold Foam Creamer. And it's foaming delicious. New International Delight Cold Foam Creamer. Now in stores. It's foaming delicious.